Welcome or welcome back to You Can and You Will. I'm your host, Bethany, and in today's episode, I will be continuing where I left off in last week's episode. Um, So if you haven't already, please check it out. It's called Depression Sucks. Um, But this time, I'll be talking about the steps that I'm currently taking to overcome depression, and I will be offering some advice on how you can overcome depression as well. So stay tuned. So in today's episode, I'm going to start it off by debunking another myth that has caused both Christians and people in general to stray away from getting help. It is absolutely okay to seek help from a therapist, a psychologist, a mental health clinician, a social worker, or even a life coach. They are there for a reason. I believe that the Lord has entrusted them with the necessary knowledge and sometimes lived experiences to help others. So I'm encouraging everyone that is listening to this to seek help, seek both professional and spiritual help from the Lord and his servants. I recently had to go find me a therapist. And there was nothing wrong with that. I prayed about it, prayed long and hard about it. And, you know, we're, we're getting through to um, overcoming this, you know? So. It is time for you to live and not just exist. You and I, whether I know you or not, we are going to get through this because you're not alone. Never forget that. This may take some time, but please do not put a time limit on your healing. I find that as humans, we tend to put time stamps on everything. Okay, this got to be done in three days. This got to be done in two weeks. This got to be done in a month. And if it's not done at that set time, We often label ourselves as failures and we start to blame ourselves. We start to blame the um, the people around us and sometimes we even start to blame God. But stop playing the blame game and just go through the process of healing. You know, you rushing the healing process is not going to make it any better. You know, just let it flow. Let it be organic. Attack every area that has attacked you. Take your time, breathe, and just go through the process. It's going to be hard. You know, there are going to be some things that you buried deep, 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 deep in the back of your head that has to be brought up and addressed because you want to bring up those bad roots and just rip them out and allow the Lord to burn them up and, and discard them, you know? And please remember that we have the greatest power on our side. His name is Jehovah Rapha, and that means the Lord, our healer. We are going to get through this. Again, you are not alone. And again, I know it's hard and it's tough and at times very, 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 very overwhelming and sometimes even seems impossible, but God is able. He can do it. 
and he will do it. Remember, you can do all things to Christ that strengthens you. You are going to overcome this. You are going to get through this. You will live to see it happen. You will not die, but you will live to declare the works of the Lord. This is not the end of your story. Let's talk about the animal. We're going to address this thing real quick. Okay. So this old dragon likes to prey on our vulnerability and being that he sees that we're either new believers um seasoned believers or you know wanting to know about god he is going to come for you on every side y'all the enemy is going to come with lies he's going to come at you with thoughts of suicide he is going to tell you yo go jump in front of that bus go jump in front of that train go jump in front of that car do something stupid he is going to come at you he is going to tell you god is not going to deliver you god is not going to heal you god don't love you if god said he loved you why are you going through this right now why are you suffering what kind of god would allow you to suffer He's going to say all sorts of things, y'all. But we have to press. We have to push. And we have to rebuke him and his lies. And if we're not careful, we will start to believe those lies. You know? So we have to be careful. We have to stay prayed up. We have to stay in the word of God. Where we're allowing the truth, the only truth, to marinate in our minds and to be stitched on our hearts so that even in the midst of dealing with something as deadly as depression we have the word of god and we can speak it over our lives and again please recognize and understand that we have god the greatest power el shaddai el elion el roy el gibor jehovah nisi jehovah rafa jehovah sabbath i hope i said that right jehovah shalom Jehovah Shalom, we have him on our side. And if you don't know him, I want to introduce you to him. He is my father. He is my best friend. He is my protector. He's the one that convicts me through his Holy Spirit. He sent his only, only, only begotten son to die for all of our sins, past, present, and future. So that we can all live a life that is filled with abundance and please understand that no one no one and nowhere in the bible does it say that this does it say that this road is going to be easy it's not a bed of of roses it's not a, a a row of dandelions it's not a pocket full of sunshine but you're gonna get through it you know Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says, If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right rather with God and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So please understand that God loves you. He loves you so much. And he wants you to repent and turn to him. He's waiting for you to come home. 
You are like that one sheep that was lost. He goes out and he searches and he searches and he searches until he finds you. And he brings you back to the fold. And the angels in heaven are rejoicing when you acknowledge him and you accept him. And you accept the free gift of grace that he gives. My God, let me stop before I start preaching. (laughs) I stop. So on Saturday, my evangelist called me and initially I thought she was calling me to either confirm or cancel Bible study because that's usually how our Saturdays go. Like I'll either text her and let her know like, hey, this is what's going on or she'll call me and we go from there. However, this particular Saturday, she wasn't calling me about no Bible study. She was calling me to see how I was doing mentally and I so appreciated that because the night before I remember saying to the Lord like Lord I hope somebody call me tomorrow to see how I'm doing mentally and I say that because it's one thing to pour into someone or to pour into various persons And you can do that by praying, by encouraging them with the word of the Lord, and and, and so on and so forth. But it's another thing when someone else is pouring into you. And that's exactly what she did. And it was necessary. And I'm just so grateful and so glad that I have her in my life. And Lord, I thank you for everything. Thank you for how you used her to encourage me so as she was speaking to me she began to tell me about the importance of speaking up and out when I am in that space where I am not okay and she also said to me even if you don't speak to anyone about your problems it is still important to openly declare that you're not okay And I found myself in that space starting in April of this year where I started getting real honest with the Lord, real transparent with the Lord and telling God, God, I'm not okay. I don't want to do this today. I don't feel like dealing with this today. I'm not in a good headspace today, so on and so forth. Like, I'll just get real honest with him and I'll let him know, like, Lord, please, please help me. Please give me the strength to do what I have to do even on those days where mentally I was just not here I still pushed myself to teach Bible study because it was something that I love to do and I really 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 wanted the people of God to hear the word of God so it was just something that I pushed myself to do even though in the back of my head I'm like oh my god please help me Lord please help me please help me so she just began to pour into me and pour into me and pour into me and I really really appreciated that like it was such an on-time word like I'm not even being funny and I remember telling her that I felt puzzled because it was like how am I able to function in a way where people who cannot discern um something being off with me And just laugh and make jokes and so on and so forth 
while battling with a mental illness. And I remember talking about this in episode one. You know, I didn't know how I was able to do it. I still don't know how I'm able to do it. Like it's it, it, it blows my mind. Like literally, Friday, I had a mental breakdown. Then Saturday, the Lord had me pouring into someone. And it's just like, how? You know? And she said to me, Bethany, that is because of the power of God. And she said that even while you're depressed, you're still able to pour into others. You're still able to pray and intercede for others. And you do whatever you do because of God and because of his power. And it's so ironic that she said that because yesterday, which was Monday, September 20th, um, I was having devotion as I usually do every morning. Um, but I started a new one because the one I was doing before had finished and it's called take heart and there are dozens of women who you know who write a story for that particular morning and the author of this particular devotion yesterday um, her name is Aaliyah Joy and something that she said struck out to me she said i wonder if i'm strong enough to live the life god has called me to and y'all that was like so i'm like that's a fact that's a fact like i completely can relate to this like this is my life right now and I'm telling y'all, I don't know how I am currently functioning right now because there are days where I don't know my head from my foot. I don't know if I'm coming or going. I don't know if I'm going to have a good day or a bad day, regardless of how, how frequently I pray. Like it, it just, it just be blowing my mind because it's just like, yo, I don't know. Like this day is filled with so much uncertainties and you know, I find myself questioning God, like, why? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I doing wrong? (laughs) You know, because it's just like, am I strong enough to live this life? Am I really strong enough, God? Like, can you trust me to do your will, to be effective in someone's life? You know? But... I know that it is the power of God that is keeping me sane. And I'm letting somebody out there know that it is the power of God that will keep you sane. I know that for a fact. And in Aaliyah's prayer, she asked the Lord to help her to claim his goodness from the depths of despair and the darkest of days. And I found that this... It's also something that I say, like, you feel me? Like, it's just like, wow, this is something that I would declare, you know, even in a dark place, even when I don't have the mental capacity to be filled with life on a particular day, 
I still have to declare out of that hard place that God, you are still good. You are still a God that can do anything but fail. You are the God of Daniel. You are the God of Jacob. You are the same God that carried the Israelites through the wilderness. You are the same God that covered and protected them. You are the same God that did it for every Bible character and I know that you will do it for me. Even in those dark moments, even on Friday when I had a mental breakdown, I still still had to declare out of a hard place that God you are still good I still had to declare out of a hard place that God I know that one of these days you will take me through this this will be a thing of the past I still had to declare out of a hard place that God is able because when you're looking through the lens of depression and you're looking through the lens of mental illness it will make you think that God cannot do it but that is why it's important to change your lens that is why it's important to stay close to God. You know, because the thing the thing about depression is, or rather the enemy, I should say, he wants you to stray as far away from God as possible. But in those moments, you have to draw closer and closer and closer and closer to God. This morning, I was reading in my devotion, or I was having my devotion rather, excuse me, and one of the verses that um, it had today was Matthew 11, verse 28, which happens, which happens to be one of my favorite verses. And it says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And I broke down the scripture. I don't know why. I usually don't do that. But I broke down the scripture. And it, it, when, when Jesus says, come to me, I thought of that as a, a, a form of encouragement. And I also thought of it as a command, like, come to me. Whatever is wrong with you, you can come to me. All you who are weary, you are tired, you're annoyed, you're fed up, you just feel like you can't go on, come to me. You who are heavy, you who are wearied and, and, and burdened. I was talking about the King James Version, I was thinking about that one. And I will give you rest. Not Bethany, but Jesus, he will give you rest. And it brought comfort to me knowing that in God's presence, not only is there fullness of joy, but there's rest. And the song that the Lord reminded me of, I don't know if a lot of y'all know the song, but I know that in my church we sing it a lot of times. He says, uh, you know, the songwriter says that I, I find rest in the eye of the storm. So even in the midst of chaos, you can find rest. You can find peace. You can find joy. You can find love. You can find everything that is necessary, even in the midst of chaos. And I'm not going to lie to y'all, Friday, the day that I was actually supposed to release episode two, I couldn't even do that because I did not have the mental capacity to do so. I remember last week was just such a profound week from Sunday straight back to Thursday like I was doing what I was supposed to do. I was spending time with the Lord. I was, you know, having a, an okay time with school and just balancing school and ministry. It was good. Like we was, we was chilling. Everything was good. Then Friday came and something happened and I just lost it. Literally lost it. Thank God nobody was home because I know they probably would have like, Girl, what's, what's wrong with you you know <laughs> but I lost it 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 and it took me 
about an hour or two to calm down. I didn't have my mom here to wrap her arms around me and just comfort me. I didn't have my dad here. I didn't have my brother here to, to make jokes. It was just me and the Lord. And he let me have my moment. And once the tears stopped flowing, he began to speak life into me. And even in that moment of dysfunction, somehow, some way, God brought peace to my mind. And I remember going to church that night. I didn't want to go, to be quite honest with you. I wanted to stay home and just dwell in melancholy. And ironically, the next day, I was invited to church, two different churches, and I ended up going to um, my sister's church. And I'm so glad that I went because that's what I needed. I needed to be around people. I needed fellowship. I needed to worship. I needed to just leave it at the altar. And that's exactly what I ended up doing. And would y'all believe this is not what I came out here to talk about? But listen, Lord, have your way. So I ended up having fellowship and laughing. And, you know, the Lord spoke to me through the elder. Um, um, and it was just a profound night. And I'm so glad that I went out and that I went to. Did I go to church on Sunday? Yeah, I went to church on Sunday and I had to preach. And to be honest, y'all, I didn't want to. Like this past weekend was just a weekend of I don't want to. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to do that. I don't want to preach. I don't want to worship. I don't want to praise. I want to stay in this place of sadness. I want to stay in this place of sorrow. But the Lord would not let me. He was like, Bethany, no. No, 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 no. It was hard, but I did it. And I know that that was all God. That was literally the power of God. That had nothing to do with self. That had nothing to do with me. That was the power of, the God, of God. Establishing a relationship with the Lord literally saved my life. I, Bethany, would not be here today if I did not have a relationship with the Lord. And I say that because I sat here as I wrote this out and I was just like, wow. I feel like I would probably be in someone's mental institution if I didn't have a relationship with the Lord. And they would probably probably label me as crazy, as a lunatic, as weird, or, or, or some type of negative connotation. But I'm so grateful that I decided to make Jesus my choice. I am so grateful that I decided to leave the things of this world and become a follower of Christ. I am so grateful that I learned more about him through his word, that I can be poured into by the Lord through his word every single day. If I didn't have a relationship with God, I would probably be dead, to be quite honest. Probably death by suicide, or by my poor choices that I could have made or something else could have happened. I just know I wouldn't be where I am today 
if I didn't have a relationship with the Lord. Yes, I'm struggling with depression. Yes, I'm struggling with poor mental health. However, I am just glad to know that I have someone who is with me that can share my heavy loads. Matter of fact, he takes them from me. So I'm just grateful. And if you don't know the Lord, I am encouraging you today to get to know him for yourself. Because I promise you that he will never leave you. The songwriter says, no, never alone. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 and then again in verse 8, it reminds us that God will never leave us nor forsake us, but he will be with us. So in regards to overcoming depression, um, I found that one of the first things that we have to do is make the decision to not allow the depression to control us anymore. I want every listener listening to understand and recognize that God is victorious. And because he is victorious and has already won the battle, know that you will see the other side. Amen. I feel like I'm preaching. <laughs> and maybe I am. And I'm saying this in my mama voice because she always say that. Um, another tip is to start, if you haven't already, reading and studying the word of God. Um, there are so many different versions out there. It's not just the King James Version. There's the Amplified Version, which is my personal favorite. Y'all, I recommend that book, that Bible, that version, 2000%. It is so amazing. It breaks down the word. And it's really not that like different from the King James, but it's like written in a way where you can understand while not taking too much away from the original version which is we what we know as the king james version um there's also the new king james version i like that one as well um there's also the nasb the nlt which is also another favorite of mine and the cev now i do read the king james but y'all i'm i'm, I'm kind of like a a a a beginner slash intermediate uh uh reader so <laughs> i still struggle with it sometimes like some things it's like okay god i understand what you're saying it's just like okay hold on god i need some assistance can you please make it plain and then that's when i'll go to like another version it's just like oh okay god this is what you were saying and one thing that i love about the lord is that you can always go to him with questions and you can ask him to help you to understand his word and he will definitely do that Another tip that I found that works for me is journaling. Journaling, listen, it's life-changing. My sister introduced me to journaling and y'all, okay, that's all I'm gonna say is y'all, it's that good. Now, I've always been a writer. I love to write um, and journaling just pushed me to write even more. It has become a crucial part of my life. Um, there are days where I find myself in this place where I can't pray out loud. So I'll write out my prayers. There are days where I can't think. So I'll write. Whenever I need to figure something out, 
I'll write. Whenever I cannot verbally express myself to the Lord, I'll write it out. So I'll write and I'll journal and I'll write and I'll journal and I'll write and I'll journal and it's just therapeutic. Get you a journal. You can get it if you bougie, like my mama. You can go find you one of them little nice cover books, nice journals. You can get it from Amazon or um, a nice uh, fancy store like Staples. She got one of my journals from Staples. And it's so cute. I love the aesthetics of it. But you can, feel me, if you want to be cost effective, you feel me, you can go to Dollar Tree and get your little journal book, a little, a little, a little dollar book from the dollar store, whatever the case may be. Whatever it looks like, as long as it got pages and you got your little pen, start writing. Write your heart out to the Lord. Write how you feel daily because I promise you it makes a difference. Seriously. Another tip, and this is one of the most important things, prayer. Prayer saved my life. Prayer is key. One thing that I was taught and I pass it down to the participants in my Bible study class is prayer. Prayer is simply conversation. You are talking to the Lord and you are speaking to him freely, yet respectfully, as well as transparently. Be open, be honest to the Lord. You know, tell him how you feel. Tell him what's not working. Tell him about the anger issues you have. Tell him about your frustrations. Tell him about the anxiety. Tell him about everything. Talk to him. The Lord loves when we communicate with him. It is such a beautiful experience. Y'all, let me tell y'all, listen. I be walking around with headphones in my ears and I know that people think I'm talking to somebody, but I'm honestly talking to the Lord. You know, because the way I be carrying on, I'm so good at it. I'm a pro. Listen, you would think I'm having a whole conversation with somebody, but it's really me and the Holy Ghost. And that's it. And that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Because who cares? You overcome depression day by day. I'm urging everyone listening to this to take it one moment at a time. And please give yourself grace. I find that as humans, we tend to beat ourselves up if we don't accomplish everything that we set out to in a particular time. Like there were times where I just give myself like three days and I'm gonna get over it. And when it takes longer than three days, I'll start beating myself up. But give yourself grace. Depression is not an overnight thing. Like overcoming it rather, it's not an overnight thing. It's going to take some time. Give yourself time to heal. Give yourself time to go through that process and to overcome every negative effect that it had or is having on you. It is time for us to take back our lives. It is time. It is time. It is time. It is time. The time is now to let depression know that you're coming for it. You're serving that eviction notice and you're telling depression, you gotta go, boo. You can't stay here any longer. I've allowed you to live rent-free in my life for X, Y, and Z amount of years or X, Y, and Z amount of weeks, X, Y, and Z amount of months, but boo, you got to go because you're doing way too much now and I'm tired of you. You know what I'm saying? You gotta get real radical with it. And let it know. You got to go. Let the enemy know you serving him is eviction notice too. Because he's using this distraction. He's using this wicked thing to, to steal your joy. To steal things he didn't even give you. 
So it gots to go and he gots to go too. Serve that eviction notice. Let him know, boo, your time is up. That's it. That's simple. Let him know. Okay, sorry. So <laughs> another thing, and this is very important, is to recognize the signs. And once you start recognizing the signs, write them down and pray over it. Talk to the Lord about it. Like, Lord, you know, I'm noticing this one thing. I'm, no- I'm noticing this one recurring pattern. How do I get over it? How do we how do we work on this? How do we figure this out? You know what I'm saying? Like, what what are we doing? How do we get through this? Talk to the Lord about it. Another thing that's a very important, y'all. Ask the Lord to send you some godly friends. I cannot stress the importance of having godly friends, some radical Christian friends who are not afraid to intercede for you. Get you some friends who are not afraid to speak the word of God in and over your life. Get you some friends who are not afraid to go to war for you when you are not strong enough to do it for yourself. Get you some friends who will be there for you, who will not leave you in the dark. Get you some friends who loves you, who cares so much about your mental health that they are going to walk with you every step of the way get you some godly friends i'm telling you get you some godly friends because there will be days when you're going through this and it's just like you can't do it alone you know you need people you need to be surrounded by people who aid to overcoming depression you don't want anyone around you who's just going to be negative all the time so get you some godly friends because they the best we the best we the best okay period just kidding so i'm also going to share some scriptures that i thought was really relevant to overcoming depression The first scripture is 1 Peter 5, verse 7, and this is the NLT version. It says, give all of your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. John 14, verse 27 says, peace I leave with you, my perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Don't let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. And that was the EMP version. 2 Corinthians 4 verses 8 through 9 says, We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Psalm 55 verses 1 through 2 says, Listen to my prayer, O God, and do not hide yourself from my, my plea. Listen to me and answer me. I am restless and distraught in my complaint and distracted. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. Do not be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. 
Psalm 62 verse 2 says, He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will never be shaken. Psalm 90 verse 4 says, For you a thousand years are as a passing day, as brief as a few night hours. Psalm 46 verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength always ready to help in times of trouble. Psalm 46 verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. John 14 verse 1 says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Hebrew 2 verses 1, I mean verses 18 rather, says, Since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. Hebrew 4 verses 15 says, For we do not have an high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand our weaknesses and temptations, but one who has been tempted, knowing exactly how it feels to be human in every respect as we are yet without committing any sin. Psalm 86 verse 7 says, I will call to you whenever I'm in trouble and you will answer me. Romans 1 verse 16 says, I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for salvation from his wrath and punishment to everyone who believes in Christ as Savior to the Jew first and also to the Greek and that was the amplified version. And this is the word of God and we honor it by saying, Amen. Now, I don't want anyone out there to think that I got it all together. Because I don't. I still have my moments. And it's hard, you know, because I feel like I'm in this place right now where I don't have a lot of godly friends. Um, and I just feel alone. I feel like I'm fighting this by myself. And I just... I'm just going to keep praying that God is just going to surround me with the right people, with the right godly friends who have the best intentions for me, who can pour into me the way I pour into them, who can, like the Holy Spirit can just stir up something in their heart and they'll just like, okay, let me call her and see how she's doing. You know what I'm saying? Friends like that. But we are going to get through this. We will get through this, y'all. We are going to get through this. Oh my God, I didn't miss the whole section. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I humble myself as I enter into your throne room of grace, and I just want to tell you thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for allowing me to stand before you on behalf of every listener listening to this podcast episode. And Lord, some of us are struggling with depression. Some of us are struggling with anxiety. Some of us are struggling with suicidal thoughts. Some of us don't even want to go forward. We don't want to do this anymore. But God, I know that you are an amazing God. You are the God of impossibility. God, your word tells me that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. And because of that, God, I can exchange the depression. I can exchange the anxiety. I can exchange the fears. I can exchange the suicidal thoughts. And God, I know that once I come to you, God, and we make the exchange that you will give me your peace. You will give me your comfort. You will give me your joy. You will relieve my troubled mind. And I'm asking that you will do this for each and every individual listening to this 
message right now or prayer rather I pray, God, that, Lord, you will wrap your arms around them, that you will cover them with your blood, Lord Jesus. I ask that you will silence the lies of the enemy. Oh, God, every voice that is not yours, God, I pray that in the name of Jesus, Lord Jesus, that you, oh, God, will remove those voices Every negative thought that comes up, God, I pray that you silence it. Every lie that the enemy tries, oh God, to even rationalize with the person, God, I pray that you will silence it in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for what you have done and getting ready to do. As I leave it in your hands for now, when I tell you thank you and I love you and I appreciate you. And thank you that it's already done in Jesus' name. Amen.